I think that 10 years from now, um, this will be the only way that physicians write notes. It, it may be DAX, it may be uh, a competitor to DAX, but certainly this ambient technology, I think, will be ubiquitous. Hello, and welcome to HIMSCast. I'm Susan Morse, Executive Editor of Healthcare Finance News. We are talking AI today with Dr. Anthony Mazzarelli, who is co-president and CEO of Cooper University Healthcare. Welcome, Dr. Mazzarelli. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, can you first tell us about yourself and about Cooper University Healthcare? Sure. So um, I, my name is Anthony Mazzarelli. I'm an emergency room physician and still practicing and, and also the uh, co-president CEO of the health system here at Cooper University Healthcare. We are uh, about a $2 billion health system. We employ 850 physicians. We have uh, we're an academic, we, our main flagship hospital, academic, we're an academic health system, level one trauma center. We are the affiliate for our medical school, Cooper Medical School of Rowan University. Um, and our physicians, at, we have over 100 locations in all of southern New Jersey, and our physicians practice in, I think, 14 or 15 different hospitals. And how long have you been there? I've been at Cooper for 24 years, so I've been here a long time. And especially during COVID, when you saw all of the challenges that were happening under COVID with physician burnout, and um, especially in the ER room, I can imagine. Yeah, and physician burnout really was a, a growing epidemic well before COVID. Uh, COVID, like most things, was more of an accelerant for issues and problems to move them to sort of be right in front of us faster. But, but physician burnout has been an issue for a long time. It has, but, and now we're hearing about artificial intelligence stepping in that might be able to ease some of this and ease some of the burden. Can you tell me how this works and what's happening where you are? Sure. I'm, I'm incredibly optimistic that the application of things like generative artificial intelligence will improve medical care, facilitate the right kind of discussions to make sure the technology is used right, and, and really do what's most important with the strength and the bond between those that see patients um, and the patients themselves. It, it's really important to think about how these uses of artificial intelligence can help. And I'll give you one example of, and there are many, um, is that when you think about physicians nowadays, um, we spend a lot of time with our head in that electronic medical record, record, in the computer, in the chart, and not a lot of time looking at patients. And we know that connecting with patients improves outcomes, lowers costs, and decreases burnout. So any technology that could help us connect more with patients patients, and get our head out of that electronic medical record is a good thing. So one of the technologies that we already are using here at Cooper uh, is called the Dragon Ambient Experience and DAX. And what it is, is it is a system that um, helps the physician. It writes, it uses artificial intelligence to write the notes for physicians so they can focus on looking the patient in the eye and not have to think about what most physicians would say hey, they see patients for free, they get paid to do paperwork. And that is the pain point of the job. And this helps facilitate that administrative task. And there are other uses of AI that can take away administrative tasks. And that's where I, I get very excited about the application of generative AI. And I want to hear more about that. But I want to ask you about DAX. Sure. Because we hear about different technology and digital solutions that come along but it's not connected to the EHR or other systems. So it means physicians or clinicians are pushing different buttons to pull up different screens. 
And so some say new technology can add to the burden. So how is this lessening the burden other than taking these clinical notes for first physicians? Well, let's let's talk about that, right? So yes, the, we tend to think about technology as having added to the burden for physicians over the years, particularly electronic medical record. We did not, we have not teamed it so that it's more useful to us. Um, and it was implemented in a way that is very, very difficult. At the same time, everybody was implementing electronic medical records. There have been increasing regulatory requirements. So more boxes to check or things to write. So it's natural to think, well, if that's the problem, then the solution isn't technology. But I believe the solution is technology. It's it's having something that contain the EMR, not a separate login, not a separate thing you do. Uh, with these ambient clinical technologies like DAX, it's right in the EMR. So you just have a microphone or your phone right there. It listens to what you say with the patient. The patient consents to it. And then it, on the back end, produces a, a note using artificial intelligence that the physician has to look over, uh, but it takes a lot of the burden of writing where they're either their head's in the computer or they're taking notes uh, and it does a lot of the left force. And, and here's what we've found. Of our physicians that use DAX more than 50% of the time, they've had a 43% reduction in the time that they've spent writing clinical notes. And any physician will tell you that's the last thing they want to do. None of us want to write notes. So that's more time that they can spend um, looking patients in the eye. And in that direct connection of talking to patients, that's where you're going to see those improved outcomes, lower costs, and decreased physician burnout. And have you seen that at Cooper? We, we, we've certainly seen a rise in our physician engagement with those who use this. We see we get really good feedback from patients. Other institutions have done quantitative studies on this, like we have with respect to time in the EMR, and they, they report better quality of documentation. Uh, physicians with uh, a much reporting a much better interaction with the patients. We, we, this is one of our big areas of research, so we are actively studying this now. And all signs point to this is a technology that allows us to connect with patients. And there's lots of literature of how, how good it is for us to be able to connect with patients and look them in the eye. And how long has it been in place? We've had it in place for maybe about a year and a half or so. We started off with, uh, and we're still rolling it out. I mean, it's a, it's a gradual rollout. We started with our orthopedic surgery department because that, that was the area in which was offered uh, for the technology and then we rolled it out to uh, our family medicine, and now we're rolling it out to an internal medicine. So basically, we rolled it out to orthopedics, and then we rolled it out to primary care, and now we're starting to add more specialties as time goes on. So it's still fairly new where you are. It's new yeah. everywhere, yeah. right? It's new, and it's, impro- it? and it's impro- it's, it's improving at an incredible rate as well. Uh, I think that 10 years from now, um, this will be the only way that physicians right now. It's, it, it may be DAX, it may be uh, a competitor to DAX, but certainly this ambient technology, I think, will be ubiquitous. And if it takes the pain and administrative burden away from those that see patients, um, and it does it in an effective way that allow- that improves outcomes, lowers costs, and decreases burnout, it will be everywhere. It is it is the major one of the major pain points we have as physicians. Um, that sounds excellent. Thank you. Um, and I can't believe you tried to roll this out in the middle of COVID. That must have been. Was it part of a strategic plan to do this? Well, there's a couple of things. We, we rolled out uh, Dragon Medical One, which is the idea that not only do we have the, the uh, live transcription, but that you can do it using your own phone. We did that and we accelerated doing that during COVID. So that way people weren't sharing microphones. Um, and then anything, we were you know always excited about a technology that allowed us to connect more with patients. 
Uh, and so once that became available to us, it was something we, we knew we wanted to invest in. I mean, we, we like this technology so much, we have a partnership with Nuance in order to make sure this is uh, a technology that works really well and is something that uh, everybody can use. Uh, what else for AI are you using or considering? We're considering a lot. Um, we are, uh, we think, I can tell you what I think the future holds for AI in medicine. I think that when you can start to think about the power of GPT-4 connected to an EMR, um, you're going to see things like the ability to summarize lengthy medical records before you have to go into a room of a sick patient that you're just meeting for the first time, like what I do in the emergency department. You're going to be able to recall things that right now become very, very hard to find in the electronic medical record. Medicine has become so much more complex. And so having decision support that's aided by AI is really important. I think one of the things you'll see is there's been a huge increase in patients messaging their physicians, which makes sense because we've made it easier to do that. Most health systems have some kind of a texting or messaging tool. So we've seen a huge rise in those messages and we want to answer those. Well, having AI help answer those, not that someone doesn't sign off, but having them help you generate it, the generative AI is another thing that we can connect with patients faster, answer their questions and encourage that kind of dialogue. And I think that's another use of AI that you're going to see. What about the HIPAA uh, compliance regulations with texting and uh, any other concerns about AI and how it can go wrong? Well, actually, two different things. So HIPAA um, is something that we everybody will make sure they're complying with HIPAA, right? So no, no one's suggesting that we have to get rid of, of HIPAA uh, in order to use these technologies. And, and by the way, HIPAA is just a codification of the code of confidentiality that we know is important in medicine. So I think as long as you're consenting patients and they know what's happening and have the option to opt out of these things, I don't see a problem. Now, there of course is when you, that the next question you're asking, which is, well, what about the problems with AI? Because everybody can think of the doomsday scenarios where the computers like Skynet and Terminator turn on us, all right, and then we all get taken out. I think you have to think about those things and we have to have those discussions, but there really is a tendency, and, and there was a Stanford computer scientist that in the 50s or 60s brought this up, that we tend to overestimate the impact of technology in the short term and underestimate the effect of technology in the long term. And then I think that we have to have those discussions, ethical discussions and technology discussions. Um, but it's easy to, to write the articles or think about the doomsday scenarios. Uh, I'm sure with every new technology, um, people have those doomsday scenarios. We have to make sure they don't play themselves out and we use technology responsibly. We wouldn't want to pass up on the benefits of this kind of technology, just because we can think of those worst case scenarios, we have to make sure we handle those scenarios. Um, and what do you recommend for health systems that are seeing this, that are looking at doing the same thing? Uh, what's the first step they should take? Well, I think the first step is looking into these technologies, particularly ones that have to do with note writing, like this one we're talking about, um, DAX, because that is such a growing part of the frustration of the administrative tasks that physicians do. Um, and so so I would I would tackle these administrative tasks first. And remember, you it's this is the AI aiding people. You're not replacing what a physician or advanced practice provider or a nurse does with AI. You're aiding what they do. You're assisting. I, I you have to think of artificial intelligence as an assistant, one that you still have to check on although it's an assistant with an incredible fund of knowledge and that works really, really fast, but you still have to be, you know, own the domain of the things that you're working. And what's next for Cooper Health? 
want to keep rolling out um, the ability to have these administrative tasks unburdened. So we'll continue to roll out Dragon Ambient Experience as other technologies come online that combine GPT-4 and the power of that in the EMR. We hope to be a very early adopter of those things so we can reduce that administrative burden on those that see patients and get people looking patients in the eye. Thank you, Dr. Mazzarelli. It's been very helpful having you on HIMSCAST to explain all this. And also, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks for having me.